Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, we are not sure about this Father's Day video yet. Welcome to Community Baptist Church. We'll keep talking and happy Father's Day to all of our wonderful fathers. And thank you, all the ladies that took place putting on another wonderful breakfast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Bible school is over. Extreme build is over. And on to another week. Christine, anything about the canoe trip? Okay. Wednesday's the last day to sign up for the canoe trip, July 11th. And as Christine said, uh, summers are hard. So if we don't have anybody else uh, sign up before Wednesday, we'll probably postpone that to another time. Um, Chris, anything about the baseball trip? If you look in the bulletin, it looks like we've got a baseball trip to Bush Stadium coming up Saturday, August 16th. Lindsay Kritzer is leaving for the U.S. Coast Guard. We all know Lindsay. She's having a going-away party on Thursday night at Mr. B's. Had a call from Mike Sugg. Mike Sugg is in Indianapolis. There will be no mission meeting this afternoon at 3. And worship team, where's Nibby? Worship team, no worship team meeting today also. All right, um, don't forget, on the end of each aisle, there are the maroon books. Please take a second to write your name and all your information on those books for us. We love to have an attendance record of everybody that visits our church. And if you are a visitor, we hope you will find yourself very comfortable at our church. We are celebrating our 20th anniversary here at Community Baptist Church. We have a special gift for our visitors, and please, please come back again. I think that's all the announcements we have, and let me look back at Jake and see if we're going to know video this morning for Father's Day. Oh, oh. come on, Miss Mary Rye. The youth will be, the youth and sponsors will be leaving for their um, trip to Panama City. Is that where you're going? When that came out, that didn't sound right. Um, to, for Panama City, for their um, annual youth mission trip and retreat. Um, I, and there are ten of them that are going. There are three adults and seven youth who are going. I would like to um, partner them with prayer partners. And here's what that means. If you ought to be a prayer partner, what I would like for you to do is get an old shoebox and fill it with fun stuff. Now, my fun stuff list starts with chocolate, and then you work your way down from there. Um, so take a shoebox and fill it with fun stuff, um, and then write a, a note of encouragement for your partner um, to read every day. So they're going to leave Monday morning. They'll be home on Friday morning, so that will be five days, um, five notes of encouragement for your prayer partner. Um, so if you would like to do that, they're going to leave Friday, Monday morning, June the 30th. Um, and if you would like to do that, we, if you would see me, we need ten, we need nine, because I'm going to be one. Um, so if you would like to do that, please see me. 
Um, I will get you a name of somebody that's going. If you have a particular person in mind and you're the first one to me with that particular name, um, then you get that assignment. Um, if you're the second person to me with that name, you get another name. Um, but if you would like to do that, those, are, those will be due two weeks from today. Um, thanks. And as we always do to start our wonderful morning, we're going to welcome and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Stand up. Hug somebody you don't know.
responsive reading this morning. Loving God, we give you thanks for the loving men who have brought us the precious heart of your Father love. For those who have shown us kindness, for those who have shown us courage, for those who have shown us generosity, for those who have shown us truth, for those who have shown us compassion, for those who have shown us faith, for those who have shown us love. Blessed be the name of all sons and brothers and fathers who, have re- who reveal a glimpse of your loving presence on earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer for every son, brother, father, grandfather who suffered and endured. For every broken heart hidden from view, for every secret shame buried in darkness, For every untold story of regret and alienation, we pray for your spirit of healing and reconciliation. O God, we stand before you, inviting you to heal the wars and woes and wickedness within us, inviting your everlasting peace. Hear our prayer, O God, for this broken world. We pray for peace this Father's Day. For wisdom and equity in the hearts and minds of those who lead us. For justice with mercy for those who are oppressed. For passion and power in our churches. For revelation of Father love that never ends. 
Hear our prayer, O God, for this broken world. We pray for your peace across the world. Amen. Well, let's all stand. God the Father. scripture reading, but before we have her come up, I, I kind of know what some of you are thinking. Uh, Mark's got taller, balder, and a lot better looking. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. So, anyway. We may be seated. I brought the wrong Well, now, while he's getting his paper, look at the person next to you. I don't care who they are, and I know this may be hard for some of you to do, but look them right in the eye. And repeat after me. I'm glad to be here this morning. And I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, that was earnest, wasn't it? There you go, fella. Don't sit down again. All right, the scripture reading is Psalms 119, 33-40. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Turn my heart to your degrees, and not to selfish gain. 
Turn my eyes from looking at vanities. Give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread, for your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts and your righteousness. Give me life. Hear the music? Good morning, good morning. You guys want to have a seat? Good morning, Charlie. Want to have a seat? I know that some of you, we, look, we have so many visitors this morning. Nyla and Harper here. Charlie and Kai are visiting with us. But they were here last week, or Char, Kai was here last week. We hope you come back. George and Neva, can you what? You can sit on your knees. That'd be great. We had a great week at Bible school. And you know why we had a great week at Bible school? Because we not only had a fun time ourselves, but we served others. And let's see, Sarah, can I ask you to come up here a minute? I know you didn't know I was going to do this. We had a Bible point each day, and we did all kinds of singing and dancing, but we also thought about other folks. We did two missions during Bible school, and one mission, our children brought in change. And they brought in change for a country. Do you remember that country? India. India. Thank you, Sarah. I'm going to ask you one more question here in just a second. The children knew if they brought in $2.50 that our children in India would be able to have clean water for an entire year at their schools. So the kids brought in change on Wednesday, Thursday. Well, actually, it was just Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday they got to bring in change. The kids had enough change to send to India for 101 children to have clean water for a year in their schools in India. So that is what you call serving others. And then we did a local mission, and the local mission went to my other place where I go during the day, and that's Christian Outreach. And we explained to the kids that when we take a shower, we have all this body soap and soap. But some of our families right here in Henderson don't have soap. So the kids at Bible school did a great job of bringing in bars of soap so we can give to our families in need. Do you remember that total on the soap? I'll help you out. It was 155 bars of soap that the kids brought in this week. So thank you, Bible school. All right, baby, you can stand Now, it wouldn't have been possible without all the people that brought in supplies and filled the table full of supplies, plus all the people that worked every day during Bible school. So, Kurt, come on up. Kim Knight, come on up. Sue Allen was there every day. Lana was there every day. You know you're going to have to sing and dance. Allie was there every day. Allie did a wonderful job of closing the day every day and opening the day every day, too. Kelsey, come on up. Did I miss anybody else? No. All right. 
Sue Allen was in the kitchen. Lana was in the kitchen. We had a great showing from Community Baptist Church. And hopefully if this video works, Kelsey and Kurt were crew leaders. They did a wonderful job. Now, I know some of you guys weren't there, but I bet if you go up there and stand up in front of Allie, you'll be able to do our theme song. So let's get up and get moving this morning. I'm going to give this to Allie so she can finish off our Bible school. Ready? 
those of you who were there, do you remember what it was? The first day is even when you're left out, Jesus, Jesus loves you. Can you help me with this? And day two is even when you're different, Jesus loves you. And day three, even if you don't understand, Jesus loves you. And day four is, i to pull up my cheat sheet. <laughs> even though you do wrong, Jesus loves you. Thank you. Now, um, Mark told me that sometimes he has trouble with this, Jacob, you know, doing, uh, what, the first, second, and skipping the third, because they, they just sing the third anyway. And, uh, but since I am taller, balder, and better looking, uh, I figure y'all might be able to follow me and Jig and I were discussing it. We probably do still need to drop off the third verse because there's a little bit of Methodist theology in the third verse. <laughs> we can't have that. So, even though I, you know, I, I belong to a Methodist church. Uh, so anyway, let's. I might be. I mean, I may be going ahead and sing the third verse. There's no telling what I'll do, but I'll just warn you ahead of time that I might do that. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try to do the first, second, and last. First, second, and last verse. And if you do, abs- if you do sing the third verse, sing it loud, and just put your heart behind it because it probably was meant to be. All right, here we go. I'm sorry, Jacob. That beautiful introduction, sweet. Or, oh, yeah. Nibby Sweet Corn, you know, that's uh, the brand. Lord, let our joys be known. Join in the song with sweet accord. Join in the song with sweet accord.
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the, all that you have given us. You don't give us what we deserve, but instead you give us what we do not deserve, Lord, and we are thankful. We are thankful for all of our fathers, sons, brothers, grandfathers, uncles, and our, all of our father figures, Lord. Please bless these tithes and offerings to do your work, and speak through Laura as she delivers your word. In your name I pray, amen. As we prepare for our message today, just take a moment to take a deep breath and just empty yourself and prepare for our, for our guest speaker to deliver our message and take time to shut out the outside world and just focus, focus on our Lord.
That was beautiful as well. So this morning we are very blessed to have Laura Edgar come and deliver our message for us. She is currently a student at the wonderful school of Baptist Seminary of Kentucky. Um, she is originally from Deepsville, Alabama, and graduated from Auburn University. And is currently serving this summer as a missionary in Cusada Baptist Church in Cusada, Alabama. But we just lucked out that she was going to be here this week. So, so yay, go us. Um, she's a former youth minister at Woodmont Baptist Church in Nashville and loves to go to Auburn football games and cheer for the Tigers. So, Laura, please come join us. <laughs> thank you, Allie. Uh, thank you for having me this morning. Um, it's a blessing for me to be here and just to have the chance to worship with you and to share with you now. So thank you so much for welcoming me to your church this morning. Um, thanks, Jake, for reading our scripture earlier uh, so we could kind of get that in our minds and start thinking about it. And I'm actually going to read it again for us. I, I think the more we hear it, the more we can just soak it in. So Psalm 119, 33 through 40. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things. Give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, 
which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread, for your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. Let's pray. God, thank you for this beautiful day, and thank you for bringing us here together to worship you. Pray that you would open our hearts, that you would speak to us this morning. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. I used to work at a summer camp um, when I was in high school and all through college, and it was a summer camp for girls down in Alabama. Now, each week, we would welcome a new group of third through sixth grade girls. Um, At our camp, church chaperones didn't stay the whole week with the campers, so they were entirely under our care and supervision the whole time they were there. We'd have a great time during the day playing games and swimming and doing all your normal camp activities. And at night, when it was time for the girls to go to bed, we'd turn out the lights, maybe read a story or a devotion to them, and, and try to make sure that everybody was settled and going to sleep. Now, at least one night of every week, without fail, just about the time we thought that everyone was resting, that everyone was quiet, and we could finally get some sleep, someone would click on a flashlight. All of a sudden, all the girls were alert, their eyes drawn to the light. Laughing would start from all over the cabin, and before we knew it, flashlights were clicking on and off from almost every bunk bed. The illumination of one flashlight got the attention of an entire cabin of campers. See, illumination is a powerful thing. From a flashlight in the dark, to bolts of lightning during a storm, to the bright beams of a lighthouse, illumination is powerful. Our text for today is a prayer. And one scholar has compared it to a prayer for illumination. Most churches have a prayer for illumination every week, whether we call it that or not. It's it's that prayer where we say, speak to our hearts, Lord. Open our hearts. Speak to us today. And the purpose of this prayer is to turn our attention to God. To ask that we hear God's word in order to better know God's will for our lives. I've been challenged this week... um, to, to pray that prayer, not only collectively, but individually. As I come to church, sometimes I, I think I show up and I'm like, God, I've done my part, I'm here. But I've been challenged to pray, God, teach me. Speak to me. So I don't leave and, and say, well, you know, the preacher wasn't that good today, so I didn't get much out of that. But to pray that God would speak to me, because God can use whoever he wants and And God can speak in different ways. And so, this morning, let us consider praying this prayer for illumination with our psalmist. Let us see how it may light the way for us. Before we go any further, I want to set up some context for our scripture. It's, of course, from Psalm 119, which is the longest psalm in the Bible. And our text for this morning is the fifth of 22 sections each representing a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. When you put them all together, the sections of Psalm 119 produce this extended and highly organized reflection on the teaching of God. 
in the section that we've read together this morning, we find an earnest prayer from someone desiring to follow God's will, God's ways. Now, we've gathered this morning as a people who want to do the will of God, right? That's why we're here. So maybe learning to pray this psalm, this prayer for illumination, can help us as we seek to do the will of God. As we learn to pray this passage we've read today, may it light the way for us to learn with the psalmist that God's instruction, God's way is good and life-giving. We pray, teach us, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and we will observe it to the end. Lead us in the path of your commandments, for we delight in it. The message puts it this way. It says, teach us lessons for living so we can stay the course. And we're not asking for a life of drudgery, a set of demands that are restrictive and burdensome. We're not committing to a life of feeling trapped and oppressed. I've heard people make jokes about the commitment that's involved with weddings or marriages. You know, using terms like ball and chain. You've probably heard those jokes too, and maybe you've made those jokes. I don't know, but the implication there is that someone is making this binding commitment that's going to chain them down or imprison them for the rest of their lives. We sometimes see our commitment to God in that way. That it's chaining us down. It's keeping us from doing the things we want to do. Restraining us in some way. Now, when I've been in my friends' weddings, each one has been a joyful occasion. A happy event. A commitment that both the bride and the groom are excited to make. A new journey that's full of hope. So maybe, maybe we can view our commitment to doing the will of God in that way. That it's a joyful decision, a way of hope. Now, that's not to say that it's an easy journey or that every day is going to be a celebration with beautiful flowers and a three-tiered cake. Not, not at all. But it is to say that God's instruction, God's way is good, and there is life in it. Our prayer is that we would see that, that it would be illuminated for us. We pray, give us understanding that we may keep your law and observe it with our whole hearts. As we read scripture, our purpose is not to simply memorize it and be able to recite the Ten Commandments or some other Bible verses. The teaching and instruction of God are not to be used as ammunition in some kind of a moral disagreement. That's not understanding. The understanding is deeper than memory or recall. We pray for understanding because we realize that God's law or instruction is much more than rules for right and wrong. If you remember in, in our psalm, it, it says that we delight in the path of God's commandments. And the psalmist doesn't, and, and neither do we, delight in a list of things to do or avoid doing. Instead, we, we're talking about this path of God's commandments in verse 35. The way of God. Remember the message said that to stay the course. We're talking about an ongoing journey. We are called to a lifelong movement along this path. Constantly seeking greater understanding. 
Our psalm and prayer for today sheds light on how the path to understanding requires our deepest devotion our whole lives. Over the past few months, we've seen the results of people devoting their lives to something. From March Madness, to the Kentucky Derby, to the NFL Draft, to the NBA Finals, to the World Cup that started just a few days ago. We have seen athletes competing at the highest level. They've given their whole lives to their sport. Now, many of these sports, like basketball or football, we may have even tried on a recreational level. But others we might not know as much about. I'll I'll admit, I don't know all the rules for soccer, and I don't know what might be considered a smart move for a jockey during a race. Obviously, the athletes in these sports do know. They have more than a shallow knowledge of their sport. You know, knowing what a horse looks like and how to climb up onto one or how to run while holding on to a football at the same time or how to dribble a basketball. They, they know more than that. They have devoted themselves to the deepest understanding of their sport. Everything from, from knowing how the pace of a race is going to affect them to working specific muscle groups that need to be strengthened and conditioned for them to do well studying the tendencies of their opponents so they can come up with strategies for how to win, doing drills and exercises and scrimmages, all to be ready mentally and physically to play at the highest level. Practicing over and over and over again until what they're doing is second nature, until it's actually natural and part of who they are. Let us be so devoted in our life of faith, praying, reading scripture, worshiping together, and training our hearts to reflect Christ's image. So we pray with our psalmist for illumination, for an understanding of God's will and God's way, for it to be our way of life. As our text illuminates the way for greater understanding, May it also shed light on our dependence on God. In the very act of asking God to teach us, to give us understanding, to lead us, we're saying we cannot do these things on our own. We pray for God to turn our hearts and our eyes because we realize that we turn to selfish gain. We look at worthless things. We become inwardly focused and get caught up in things that don't have lasting value or importance. So we pray in faith, believing that God will lead us and give us understanding, that God will teach us more about who God is and who we are called and created to be. And our psalm sheds some light here in that it reminds us that while we are dependent on God, we have a responsibility as well. This life of doing God's will requires participation and reorientation on our part. If we go back to our analogy of these elite athletes, we know that they're dependent on coaches. Coaches to teach them, to design creative plays, and even to make adjustments during the game. They also depend on good equipment and on people who maintain that equipment. But those people and that equipment cannot practice for them or win the games for them. They must participate. 
They must orient themselves to training, practicing, understanding their sport. And for us, God can and does call us, teach us, give us wisdom and understanding, provide everything that we need to live a life of faith, a life of doing God's will. But God does not live that life for us. We must participate. We must orient our lives to God's leading, committing ourselves to, as, as our prayer and our psalm says, observing God's way to the end, keeping God's instruction with our whole hearts. Our psalm illuminates for us the path of humility, our participation coupled with our humble dependence on God. We give our lives to this path of doing God's will, and we humbly ask God to guide us and help us along the way. So our psalm continues to shed light, to give illumination to this ongoing path and to our continual need for God's grace and guidance. As our psalm and all that it points to, God's word, God's instruction, God's way, as our psalm brightens for us the path for greater understanding and our dependence on God, may it illuminate for, for us that, that this is about every area of our lives. That we can't compartmentalize and say, you know what, I'm going to do God's will in, in this area or on this day, but I'm going to kind of separate myself out on these other days. I'll do what I want then. Our psalm shows us that, that there's no part of our lives that, that we can take out of this doing God's will. It sheds light on the all-encompassing nature of a life of doing God's will. In these verses, we might imagine an elite athlete-type training for life, an all-consuming focus and direction for how to live. We pray with our psalmist, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding. Lead me in the path of your commandments. Turn my heart, turn my eyes, confirm your promise, turn away disgrace, give me life. What does that not cover? It is all-encompassing. Our psalm and prayer for today illuminates this for us. See, when we ask God to teach us, we say we are willing, we are teachable. We submit our wills to God's leading. When we pray, give us understanding, we offer our minds and our intellects to God. When we pray, lead us in the path, or another version says, direct us in the path, we offer our day-to-day -day coming and going, committing to doing the will of God in the way we do our jobs, the way we relate to our friends and families, and the way we encounter others. When we pray and ask God to turn our hearts, we submit our desires, turning from selfish gain to learn the selfless love of God. When we pray and ask God to turn our eyes, maybe that relates to what we choose to focus on, how we spend our time, what we give our attention to. As we pray, confirm to us your promise. We commit to living hope-filled lives embodying the peace of God, living in these promises that God has made to us throughout God's Word, that God will never forsake us, 
that God is always with us, that God loves us. We commit to living out those promises. In every area, every part of our lives, our psalm illuminates for us the need and the joy of following God's instruction. Illumination is a powerful thing. My campers figured that out as they drew the attention of an entire cabin with the beam of a flashlight. Let our prayer for illumination draw our attention. Shed light on this path of doing God's will. As we go through this week ahead, may we pay attention to God's leading in our lives. May we commit ourselves to following the path of God's commandments, the way of God's statutes. Will you pray with me? God of light and life, teach us the way of your statutes, and we will observe it to the end. Give us understanding that we may keep your law and observe it with our whole hearts. Lead us in the path of your commandments, for we delight in it. Turn our hearts to your decrees and not to selfish gain. Turn our eyes from looking at worthless things. Give us life in your ways. Confirm to us your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace we dread, for your ordinances are good. See, we have longed for your precepts. In your righteousness, give us life. Amen. Well, let's stand and uh, for our closing hymn. And thank you, Laura, for that beautiful sermon. And let's remember to go out from here and and uh, and let's shine that light. And let's not only do that, but let's invest in someone else's life with your time, prayers, a smile, even when you're waiting for your. Uh, your hamburger there at McDonald's. Um, take people off guard. Um, well, I love each and every one of you, and I'm glad to be able to uh, fill in for you and help out. We are one in the bond of love.
Let's pray as we leave. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time to worship you this morning. Guys, we leave here. We all have different journeys through this week ahead. But I pray that we would all be on the path of doing your will, of following you. Guide us now as we leave. And we pray all of these things in your name. Amen.